Welcome. I'm the Parliament Raven. Welcome to the Parliament Raven. Hope you have your glass of tea and ready to talk and have a discussion. My name's Jason Rodriguez. So, I've been thinking a lot about the good news of the gospel. And the reason why I've been thinking about it is I was in Las Vegas recently with my wife. She was on a business trip, and I was left to my own devices. And being that I was left to my own devices, uh, I ran into a street preacher. You know the typical street preacher, the, the ones who are on giant microphones. They're screaming, you're going to burn, you're all sinners, you're ugly, your mom was ugly, you're sinful and horrible, horrible people. And as I stood there and I just watched and listened, wondering what was my part as a believer in this situation. And I don't know about you, but for me, it was hard. It do I say something? Do I speak up? And and as I continued to observe, I did. I saw Christians challenge uh, these gentlemen over and over uh, again. I saw people flip them off. Just countless reactions on this guy. And the thought to me came, is, is this the message? Is this the news we were called to bring people? And... Um, and a guy ran over to me and he started talking to me and I, I told him that he asked me if I, I, I did if I believed what they were preaching about or was this violence against people. He said it was violence against people. And do you believe it's violence against people? And I looked at him and I said, that's not my message. I said, uh, I believe in the Lord, but that's not my message. And that wouldn't be my message. Uh, and I don't think that would be Jesus's message. And he's... And he went as far as saying that he would buy me a mic to fight, you know, fight them with fire. And and I looked at him and I said, what, if someone is unwilling to hear or unwilling to um, listen, would that change them? Do they know me? Do I have a relationship to have their ear? Uh, and in the end, uh, I spoke with the, t the, two, the two radically loud, um, screaming uh, gentlemen, street preachers, if you will, um, who were visiting from out of town and would never be there again. And uh, I found their heart was, was for people, but their message was all upside down and, and crazy, right? And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm a person who would who has countless, not who would, who has countless times stuck his foot in his mouth and even after marriage and a, a wonderful wise wife uh, to stop me has still stuck his foot in his mouth, uh, which is why I call myself the Parliament Raven because uh, ravens uh, say things and they don't care and it could get them in trouble or not, <laughs> but it doesn't matter, right? So back to the, the street preacher um, so the message, what is the message? 
what is the good news? And and are we are we speaking it? Is it fire insurance? Is it um, repent and turn around and, and and you know? Or is the good news something completely different? Because uh, you know, the the message that I was that was being preached on the street was uh, uh, turn or burn. Um, and that's not good news, right? Turn or or you die. Turn or you perish. Um, and yes, Jesus did tell the religious that uh, their ways were were that that would cause them to perish, and called called them a wicked and sinful generation. But what? Let's put that aside and ask and look at what he himself was talking about. What was his message? What was the good good news, right? Uh, what did Christ's message address? And and to know that, we need to know a little bit about the man himself and what he was doing and what was going on in the time period. Or we won't understand, right? How do you understand somebody's message if you don't understand? It would be like listening to a an old 1970s preacher talking about being groovy and having no idea about what groovy meant or hip or jive, turkey, right? These old uh, monikers from the 70s. You know, you get young people telling young people it's on a shirt, but they still don't really realize what what that generation was talking about, what what that generation was groovy to, if you will. So Jesus, during his uh, time period, during his his ministry, was hanging out with all sorts of people. If I was to hang out with the people. Uh, Jesus hung out with, I'd be accused of a lot of things and looked at strangely at a church. But wait, I, I have been, because I have hung out with those people, right? And the people that Jesus looked at, and, and don't take it from me, I, I'm going to give you some verses to go with this, right? I don't want you to ever just listen and nod your heads. I want you to to make sure that what I'm saying is is valid and real and that I'm just not uh, blowing smoke up your proverbial skirts, listeners. Uh, I want you to be there drinking tea, listening, and checking this for yourself. Um, so Matthew eleven nineteen, 19, uh, Jesus is uh, called a drunkard and a glutton. Uh, he hangs out with tax collectors and sinners. So I'm going to break that down. Jesus went to parties. He drunk a lot or at least drunk some. Uh, he ate very well when he was at said parties. Uh, he hung out with people who the Jewish community shunned because they worked for the government that was, uh, who had won them over in a war and was persecuting them. Uh, and he was hanging out with the people that the religious uh, teachers of the day called sinners, right? And these are people who are living lascivious lives. They're hanging out with Romans or they're uh, being prostitutes or uh, 
they're just doing things that are not part of the Jewish culture and are definitely not according to Torah or the law um, of, of Judaism of the time. Uh, and most of those things wouldn't be of, of our law or, or at least our belief either because we know that it, it tears the person down and the soul down, that it's more than just uh, shunned in the word be in, or, or looked back down, looked down upon in the word um, because of uh, the nature of it, but because it, it leaves the person hollow in, in ways. Um, it might feel empowering, leaves a person sometime feel empowering, leaves a person uh, hollow and, and broken inside. Um, so back to the drunkardness, me and all my rabbit trails. I know I'm a raven, not a rabbit, but still. We, we have Jesus hanging out with, with party goers, tax collectors. Um, sometimes the, the, the stars of the city, he had Matthew, who would later join him, uh, Zacchaeus and Levi. And, and you can see that in Luke 1, 9, or, or 19, 1, 10. Luke 19, 1, 10. Um, when you see Zacchaeus, uh, you have uh, him telling, hanging out, uh, with people who are about to be stoned, uh, as you see in John 8, 1, 11. You have him hanging out with a Samaritan woman who worshipped in a different way of the Jewish people and were just, and because of that, they argued like brothers and sisters. And the Jewish people are like, you're wrong. The Samaritan people are like, you're wrong. And argued so much, it it was bad. You know, it was like two... Uh, families who, instead of talking out, uh, every time they saw each other, spit at each other, threw rocks, uh, yelled, got into fights. It was like, oh, you could almost say it was gang-worthy of how the, the type of things they did to one another. Um, so you have the, the Samaritan woman at the well in John 4, uh, 1 through 26. Um, you have the centurion the people who are oppressing him, Jesus is helping out, right? So you got these oppressive soldiers. The soldier comes up, please save my 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 uh, soldier or friend or um, servant. And Jesus says, all right. And he said, no, 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 just tell them. And Jesus is like, but, but I'm willing to go with you. And he's like, no, no, no. But still, Jesus was willing to go with this guy. Right, this this soldier of the oppression, and that's in Matthew eight five uh, through thirteen. And you got the paral—he's hanging out with paralytics, so yeah, hanging out with people with disabilities. Uh, Jesus was very pro disability in the sense that he wanted to heal them, <laughs> or was sent to heal them, or if people yelled who had them, he would definitely go and um, uh, deal with said uh, issue. Uh, hands growing, uh, people walking, blind men seeing. Um, the list is so large that it would fill so many books that um, it would probably never end, uh, so the word says. But let's even look at his core people. He had a zealot, uh, which was a religious uh, organization that was very violent at the time. He had, had one of those. He, had, uh, he collected a tax collector and his disciples, uh, Matthew, who, who would later write a book, um, so, I mean, another center, uh, political agitators. You, you had the Sons of Thunder. You, they were agitators, period. They wanted to, to call down lightning. Um, and you had, you had lowly fishermen. 
amongst the group, right? You had a you had a disbeliever, somebody who was so critical, um, very uh, scientific minded that he would not believe until he saw Jesus and put his hands in his hole in his hands or the scars in his hands and his side, um, right? And and let's not forget his cousin who he hung out with on a quite a few occasions was a political agitator, a religious agitator, and downright uh, just ruckus-making guy named John the Baptist, uh, who would later get his head cut off for going into the king's quarter and saying that he is a dirty man for marrying his brother's wife after his brother died, uh, and that it was wrong, and uh, he needs to repent. And that didn't go over well. Okay. So you, you have all these people... Um, that are definitely not, not of the card, the garden variety person that Jesus hang out, hung out with, um, and you have you have his continually uh, seeking during his ministry time, going to find these lost sheep, these uh, singular lambs that just seem to be where nobody else would go, where a Pharisee or Sadducee or scribe would not go in places that they would turn their head from. And then we have these guys in Las Vegas, and they're screaming to uh, repent and burn, or burn, and and most of them were going to burn anyways, and that they were whores and sluts and um, idolaters, um, and that they needed to find Jesus. Um, when Jesus uh, is standing amongst us all, waiting uh, with his message. And, and what is that message? I keep uh, bringing back to the point of what, what is the good news? And the good news is that he came to bind the broken and to, to heal the sick. And the good news is that with his resurrection, um, Jesus shook the foundation of that mindset, that that um, that religious con- condemning mindset, and uh, to offer a path to the Father, to offer a path um, to restore. I, I think it would be better to say to restore this path um, to to the Father. The, the creator um, of the universe and all things who are in him and through him um, are able to commune in, in a beautiful relationship. And that means that you're good enough. And that means that you're loved enough. And that means that as long as you're willing to come again, and again, and again, that he is there to say, come, come back, welcome back, welcome back, countless times, welcome back, right? So the good news isn't turn or, uh, turn or burn or um, receive it and not go to hell. I mean, if that was the case, most of the gospel would have been about 
<laughs> not going to hell. <laughs> Most of his messages would be, hey, sinner, you're not going to, you're, I, I've come so that you would not go to hell. And let me tell you, um, that's just a terrible message. Cool. I mean, it's an added plus. But the message he, he seemed to countlessly bring to people is, go, you're forgiven. Lead a good life. Go, you're forgiven. Speak to the Father again. Go. And, and don't do that problem you had anymore. Are any left to throw a stone at you? No? Go. You have value. It's, it's interesting. Recently... A lot of popular podcasts have been about the destruction of uh, pastors in the fall and um, misogyny. And I can go through all these large, arduous words, but I think recently the most things that we have been listening to, at least in the circle of people, that I tend to to read uh, on social media have been listening to people about people's downfalls, the destruction and the, and their sin coming to bear, and the them being punished and being brought low, and ah ha revenge or they got what's coming to them, and that's that disturbs me. I don't know if it disturbs you, but it disturbs me. So much so that I, I decided to pick up my own mic and become the Parliament Raven. You should know this is this is probably my first episode. If not, it's somewhere in, in the mix. And And that's not what the kingdom is about. It's never been about that type of justice, but the justice of reconciliation, right? Like, we talk about grace, but like, if someone fails us and, and we're unable to even look at them nowadays. We're unable to uh, stare them in the eyes and, and just uh, at least talk with them. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're abused, if you've been betrayed, like that's okay not to continue a relationship, right? There's toxic stuff that's that's just not okay to continue, right? And being able to let it, let that go and and say that you forgive them and and are able to just um, move on. Uh, in your own life and 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 let them be and let God handle it uh, is definitely something of almost a lost art. We talk a lot about it in in the circle of believers and and in the Christian church, but there's a lot of judgmenting, a lot of um, 
division. Um, you know, going on right around us. And uh, if we lose sight of the message um, that all are welcome, that all can be forgiven, um, and that that the that none should perish. <laughs> I think we forget that none should perish. Well, I mean, okay, my neighbors are perishing, but at least I'm not. Or, you know, I think that church over there is perishing, but you know, we never talk to them. They just, you know, don't believe like we believe, or, uh, you know, they they believe that that you need to go to church on Saturday or that the spiritual gifts are a plenty and still going today or they're not their spiritual gifts are dead and uh, gone and uh, or uh, we're going to be raptured in any minute or we're not going to be raptured right there's all these things dividing us uh, today and it makes us lose sight of the message and the center of the message in that to love God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and to love your neighbor as you would love yourself. And somehow along the way, we get trapped at yelling at people over a microphone in hopes that we would bring them uh, to the Lord. And we get lost at telling each other what to do over politics or over um, mandates, and we forget that <laughs> that though that we argue and and that we might disagree that we're family, and we look more and more like the Pharisees and Sadducees of the old days that argue itsy bitsy a theological minutia and forget the people that the minutia and the prestige becomes so much that we forget one another and we forget um, the person to our right and to our left in the pews or the unchurched at home or those who've disappeared who've been going to your church or uh, your gatherings for so long and and disappear and no one checks in. Right? So, the good news is the good news. And I'd go as far as saying is, is there, if you feel like there is no good news coming from, from wherever you are getting the word, <laughs> then, you might not be in a place that is a part of the kingdom. Right? The good news of the gospel. Go and sin no more. You have identity in the Lord. You have a, a place in the kingdom. Um, and if, I mean, if you really want to go down to it, you could, you could look up the Sermon on the Mount and where Jesus breaks it down. The man breaks it down. You know, blessed are the meek and, you know, or no, the meek shall inherit the earth. Right? Uh, he just he just breaks it down. 
where we can understand it's like his manifesto, right? Jesus is giving his manifesto in the Sermon of the Mount, you know, caught, uh, caught and sent to us 2,000 years from 2,000 years into the past so it can be relevant in the present, right? So don't get caught up in, in dogma. If you see a, a, a guy yelling at people, um, use your <laughs> discernment whether or not to to go and uh, talk with them, right? Because we want to give people hope. Um, we want to give people the truth. Uh, and we, we don't want to... Uh, that any should perish. So, speak your mind. You, you know, it might not make you friends, but it might plant a seed. Uh, speak your heart, right? Yeah. Well, I think this raven is is wrapping it up. Uh, join me next time for more things on my mind. Make sure that you have a nice fresh hot cup of tea to join uh to enjoy with when when we talk some more and i hope that you have something to ponder because uh, people should think and ponder often especially if you're part of the kingdom or if you're not part of the kingdom at least if you're hanging out with people who are or listening to someone who is and you can ponder and uh maybe we can answer questions or um, or touch ideas that are in your mind uh, or heart um, that might make you angry or happy or sad. I, I don't know. But wherever you are, remember, you're not alone. And there's always a parliament raven nearby uh, to talk with you. Thanks. See you next time. Cool music by Ross Budgen at the beginning and Bend Sound.